Hello and welcome to The Paper Crane, a podcast from Codes in the Clouds and a misspent youth productions. My name is Steve. I'm Kieran. I'm Jack. And I'm Joe. And this week's guest is the Ivor Novello nominated composer and musician, Tom. Very serious. Very highbrow. (laughs) Uh, I've heard this interview already, and it's nowhere near as highbrow as Joe's making out. No, it's, no, it's very, <laughs> very, very intelligent, I am. Anyway, for those who don't know Tom, um, we have a little robot here. I'm just wheeling out from the wardrobe robot. to help us out. Tom Hodge facts. Yes. Ivor Novello nominated Tom Hodge is a multi-instrumentalist <laughs> and composer from London, UK. Before pursuing a career in music, at university, Tom studied social-political sciences. Some of his recent TV and film compositions include McMafia, Rise of the Nazis, The Ipcris File, and the film The Mauritanian, featuring Jodie Foster and Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. When he's not busy composing music, he's creating music in projects with Piano Interrupted, Second Moon of Winter, Floex, and his most recent project, Collisions which features everyone's favourite member of Codes in the Clouds. I'll uh, I'll let the audience figure out which one. (laughs) He is also outrageously intimidating to talk to about music because he knows a lot about it. I know what you mean. Just from conversations I've had with him in the past, he's just way too good at it for me to even really... Yeah. I don't like being in a room with him with other instruments. I feel like, nah, (laughs) I don't want to play in front of you. Yeah, but that's not his his character. You know, like some people with... Some people with, like, the super acute technical knowledge they don't know how to dumb it down for people like us <laughs> but he he can he he can he, just you know use descriptions rather than he's been very patient yeah, but with he's me. also he's one of those people though that like when if you if he's on a piano or something he's like yeah let me just sort of work this out and it's like what do you mean work it out you go you google all the small <laughs> things tab and then you play it. <laughs> that's the thing you know, I've been in a room with him a couple of times on a drum kit, and you're right, he's very accommodating and very, very nice. And that, I think, intimidates me more than someone who would keep bringing up how <laughs> shit I am. Because it's yeah, just, you yeah, know, yeah. that he's been very nice. I know what you're really thinking, Tom. I know you're really thinking, <laughs> I wish I got a professional here yeah. instead. He wasn't letting out his inner whiplash, was he? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> but uh, but uh, thank you, Robot. Yes, Tom is a lovely guy. It was wicked catching up with him. Uh, Kieran and I had a great chat with him. Uh, you'll hear quite quickly. It's very difficult to put together any sort of professional highbrow interview <laughs> with an old friend. Uh, but to set the scene, Tom just happened to be sitting directly in front of the poster for the Mauritanian with old Benedict Cumberbatch right behind him, uh, for which he wrote the score. Very convenient. Enjoy the show. What have you been doing work-wise lately? I could see. Well, I could see. There's a big film poster behind you. That that was all right, wasn't it? That got nominated for a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, uh, a lovely gift. I was like, where should I put this? I know. I'll put it in view of the Zoom call. Yeah, of course it is. It's better than the bookcase, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was like, slide the piano along. And... If they're talking to me, they know I have a piano. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Oh, you, you... oh what? Me? Oh, me, me and my mate Benny. Oh, Benny comes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, sorry. What? Which Oscar winner was that? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Another one. Um, no, that was yeah. That was a good job. Um, I just I'm. Uh, 
Do you know what? I'm having a little pause the last, the last, well, I say that there's still bits and bobs on, but it's not as right. crazy as it has, as it was um, mm. end of the second half of last year or all of the last year. Um, sure. So uh, yeah, I just finished Ipcris file, which um, yeah, it was course, a kind yeah. of, yeah. Six part ITV. My first little dabble in the spy world. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, that was good, um, glorious. What do you what do you prefer out of uh, film and TV, and how different are they? Is is I always think with TV, like for example, if you're the guy that wrote the theme tune to Succession, hmm. you're basically just speeding that up and slowing it down, <laughs> and, that, and that's you've you've written one song, and that's been the whole job, and it's the biggest show in the world. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you can't agree with me on microphone there, Tom. <laughs> no, look, Succession is uh, like Succession's a real, uh, touch, you know, kind of one of these one of these touch points in the industry. Actually, at the moment, in terms of you know, it's mm. referenced everywhere. It's, sure. it's totally. Um, I mean, the score itself. Every obviously, the the it's most people just. Uh, you know obsessed with the title sequence but actually i mm. guess the point in a way that a friendlier version of the point you're making is that it's fair it, the score feels really um monothematic you know you keep mm. and that's part of its power you keep hearing the, the same riff and the same uh, mm. the same sequence and uh, that sometimes really works you know yes yeah. like and that's uh, if you want to get an identity going you know that's that's as good a way as any, especially if if you have got something that's so striking. You know that's the thing he's done. Sure, he's uh, done something pretty special in the yeah in to create the sort of hook, and then it's like right, let's let's yeah. roll this out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like um, and yeah, you know, in a way, that's it's kind of what we aspire to, I suppose. Yeah, more for TV. Is there not is there not a temptation when you're writing for for a big six part series or something to just go? Well, I'm, well, I've deadlines coming up. Quick copy and paste. A few different and, plugins, uh, and then yeah, and away we go. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the thing about the thing? The one thing that we are having to think about a bit now is the whole is binging. You know, right. and it's like I knew this. I knew this series was going to be in theory one uh, Sunday night nine p.m. Once, mm. once a week for six weeks, and you sit down. And there, I was, there was, I was, there was a point. I'm not sure we were deep in it, whatever episode three or four. And I was sitting mm. there with the music editor, and and we, I was like, can I? Should we go to this theme again? You know, and ram it home, um, or do I actually need to? Do we need to sort of um, do some work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I like your tone. <laughs> um, no, but you, you, it and uh, but actually, in the end, we were like, you know, the drama needs needs the reference. I suppose it's yeah. Mm. I've just we're just I'm just cycling back to the, the succession point from moments ago, uh, and you know, in the end, it was like you know, the the thematic we felt like the thematic material helped it now like if someone sat there and watched all six episodes back to back um would they would they find the music repetitive 
Hmm. Well, I don't know. I, sh- I hope not, to be honest. You know, I'm trying try, even then I'd be like, well, if you're uh, ho- hopefully if you're the kind of person who wants to go six out and watch, you know, go six hours straight, maybe it, you're, so, it, you're so part of it that it's kind of hmm. uh, like it works for you anyway. Um, but yeah, that became that was something that I'd not thought about until then. Um, right. Yeah. Before there's like suddenly so like, well, yeah, TV actually if you binge it it's one one giant film um but uh yeah definitely in general you can't do that with the film at all you know like you've got whatever it is 10 15 20 30 cues they all have to have their own you know you're still you're still finding themes you know like this is the case in point you know but uh, jody had a theme and benedict had a theme and you know Mm. but but every yeah it's you're you're really working the material much more how you you know the kind of um how you talk about it in classical terms you know like developing Mm. developing themes and and uh and that that type that type of world um i mean obviously there's lots of non-classical ways you can do it but you know that more sort of um right yeah constantly renewing interest one way or another was it um was it was it always sort of classical area music for you was it always piano or or did you ever uh did you ever attempt to whip out the axe and lay down some rock (laughs) lay down some sweet riffs (laughs) you know what i can barely pick up a guitar that (laughs) that is the the absolute god's honest truth i that's one musical thing I can do better uh, than yes. <laughs> I, you know, I could probably find, I could find, I can find three or four chords. Um, but then after, you know, I, just, I try and as soon as you put your fingers, it's so painful. You're like, it, oh, it, does hurt. it, does hurt. it takes and, a little time. Yeah. And like, you know, guitars are like, oh, well, man, you know, that's part of, that's part of the ritual. I'm like, no. <laughs> Got to build up the calluses. Baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That is exactly how I feel like drinking yeah. beer. This rich yeah. kind of, I've got to do it a few times oh. before it tastes yeah, nice. No one, like, no one actually likes that. guitar or beer. <laughs> my, my, I had a, had, a, had a flatmate who was training double bass. Yeah. He was, uh, and he was on the, he was just, just going to the postgrad, a jazz postgrad. Like he was, mm. oh, you know, he was doing hours and hours and hours of practice every day and, it, it, I bet his hands were oh, gross. Was, <laughs> ah. um, yeah. So no, I don't. Um, I don't go in for that type of thing. It's piano, piano only, really. Um, no, that's sure. not true. That's that other. The, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the misery stick, as they call it. The misery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah no but uh, it's all it's all been born out of piano you know i was uh well i started age six or seven you know sure. actually the key the key point was when i was about um age uh, uh, you know straight up sort of seven eight and i was doing mm. i was doing about half an hour practice a day um wow. which was this out of love or were you being forced to do it? I'm not sure. Not sure. I think I... I, I um... That sounds like a suppressed memory. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> going to give his parents a call straight yeah. after this. No, you know, I obviously... <laughs> I think it was one of those, you know, you have a, li- you have a bit of an aptitude for it oh. and it makes you feel good. And Absolutely. then you're like, you know, and your teacher says, oh, that's... Yeah, and you maybe want to impress them and, 
Um, and okay, so it wasn't that crazy kind of uh, start playing all day as a, as a four year old thing, but like twenty minutes, half an hour, forty minutes every day when you're when you're that age and mm. you're absorbing everything, you know. I probably that probably kicked it all off. I sort of, um, yeah. I mean, I then did piano all the way through school and did all my grades and what have you. But there was sure. something, there was something about like, um, yeah. I wonder anyway. Yeah. But that that so, transition piano, piano, from piano. primary school to secondary school though, because you've because when when you're in secondary school, all of a sudden you have to kind of change who you are as a person and try mm-hmm. and be cool. But you managed mm. to just keep with piano during that time because because I played cello in primary school and I, I couldn't make it cool in secondary school so I gave it up and it's a massive regret <laughs> but you managed to keep the piano cool was it was it like leather jacket and sunglasses viable I, I definitely wasn't cool oh then, you just weren't cool I just was, accepted no, it at an early age absolutely not no I was playing Chopin and so um, oh, wow. you know <laughs> Brahms and Liszt and yeah Beethoven. did you uh, did you try joining any school like bands when you were at school um what's more so-called rock and roll <laughs> or um, any kind of band were you were you a jazzer in school do you know uh do you know what not really i was doing all all classically type stuff chamber music and choirs and um and then i got a bit of a taste for something a little more jazzy just as i was leaving um but, but no, not really. Uh, I only got into bands later. Um, really? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but w- w- what were you listening to? I mean, uh, that's not true. I suppose. Yeah, some of my buddies. We all kind of did a bit of sort of pop, I guess. Mm. Yeah, you know, we kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy to. It's a long time ago. You please bear in mind. You know. Um, um, my one of my best mates was a was a handy handy songwriter actually. So we were oh, sort really? of singing in it. Yeah, we were kind of singing pop music in his bed or singing and playing in. It. So I suppose yeah, I suppose there was a bit of it. Yeah, actually, but um, nothing cool again. Well, I, I, no, no. I bet it was. It, don't don't it, say yourself it, short. It, it, I'd love yeah. it if you were like in a new romance synth wave. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, mm. It was, had a much more of a boy band type of a vibe, oh, okay. to be honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you, know, you, you learn about close harmony and yeah. things like that. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, all, it's all got its place. Yeah. Yeah. This is really taking a turn. I, was really, I, I wasn't expecting this, Tom, at all. I thought you might say, yeah, did a couple of Nirvana covers, yeah. but it was mostly just... Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, wasn't can... expecting you to try and challenge new kids on the block. Let's put just it that cut, way. Just, just cut this bit, that's fine. <laughs> it all stays in. It's a historical record. <laughs> Nominated for the Ivor Novello. This is an important <laughs> historical <laughs> document, Tom. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty massive. The yeah. yeah, I timed it quite badly for the party, though, to be fair, sure. with the whole with the pandemic <laughs> thing. I was I was the one year that it got cancelled. So oh, um, man. I still ha- I still haven't actually been to the Ivers. Um, but there you go. Um, I'm not bitter, uh, although no. I am. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about the Ivers is the panels are all musicians. Mm. You know, they're all well, they're all in the field as well of whatever sure. it's, you know, the songwriters judge the songs and the film composers judge the films and i mean yeah there's a bit of crossover but brought mm. so it's literally your 
I did one panel. I did I did an Ivers panel a few years before the nomination, and yeah, it was, it was about a dozen people or so, and you know, oh, really? all just yeah, yeah, just we're all all sitting in a room. So, what's the process um, of being? I guess what well, I guess elected to the panel then. Just a yeah, you just get invited, professional in your field right. type thing. Once once you get to a certain, um, it's just yeah, the I, I was committed. So then, is, I guess it's similar to like the Mercury judges, where you just have to listen to hours and hours of music, like just endless I, music. I think it depends what's um, which one it is. So if you're you're on the film panel, you have to go and have watched all the films and then turn right. up to the day's right. discussion. But the TV one is actually you get given the the 15 minute show or maybe it's five uh i can't remember you get you watch all the surreals on the right. spot oh wow uh you, oh, and you spend all day in it yeah <clears throat> and so you watch the first few minutes of everyone whittle it down then you watch the next five minutes and then eventually for like the last for the potential shortlist candidates you watch their their uh yeah, whatever. I think it's about. I think you're allowed to submit 15 minutes of music, something like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, I knew that's exactly what the process must have been, and yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it, it's yeah, it's just, it's a special thing because you know it's your you know it's your peers that have, yeah that have chosen. Um, whereas the other, all the other awards, obviously, I, not that I not that I have uh, had any other nominations, but they're all, you know, uh, academies. I think sure. there's there is more politics to it as far as right, i gather right, right is there uh, more sort of yeah. like uh lobbying for votes sort of thing uh i i'm not really yeah i'm not i don't know he doesn't I, want to say it just in case of course, he gets cause you might you, yeah, yeah. you might get one next <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean uh i think we i think we could definitely know from the oscars there's a lot of lobbying you know especially yes, in exactly that's what know, i'm thinking may, of may may probably more so in the headline categories i would have said do you ever worry with the uh, you know, the current political climate and potentially where we could head that your name will be permanently linked with the rise of the Nazis. <laughs> you know what? It got, it got a bit weird. Cause I, then I, cause I literally, I was doing rise of the Nazis and then I, I did the film with uh, Floex, which is all about neo-Nazis. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> We need some uh, sweet Nazi music. Let's get to, let's get Tom involved. Uh, yeah, honestly, the the last uh, the, the last Rise of the Nazis that showed a few weeks ago, mm. like no joke, it was so it was trending on Twitter, and I was like, oh, well done, Tom, that's incredible. I'll tell you right, it's trending on Twitter because the people of Twitter were linking it to the Tory government. Oh right now. wow, yes, it's mm. scary. And I was like, I was just like well, exactly, exactly, exactly the same thing happened in um, series one. I can't remember really? what. What well, Boris had just done some other horrendous thing, sure. um, and they were like, "Oh!" Um, and there was also it was a you know it felt very like oh, I think it was more sort of Brexity Trumpy thing, for, mm-hmm. you know the you know manipulate the legal system and sure. it all all series one was all that kind of, but yeah, you know in it the thing about yeah the thing about film or TV obviously in the end you always have to yeah you always have to serve the picture um, and that's some people that. Yeah, that's not doesn't that's not their that's not their bag. It's just too, mm. but um, I, I enjoy that much of that side of it as well. But if you can get if you can be if you can start from some sort of purer or some higher concept, and then 
and, and then let it flow out from there. Uh, you know, that's broadly how I try and approach everything. Mm. You, you, you sort of try and keep hold of whatever little kernel of originality you try, you, you've, you've hopefully got onto at the beginning and mm. then, um, you know, apply it to the drama afterwards. And yeah, on the whole, I've, I've been lucky to work with kind of filmmakers who are into that, you know, they, mm. they, they, they believe in having that sort of um, a voice, giving, giving, giving the score a voice. Whereas yeah, if other situations, people end up whatever, they might be chasing a temp track or, you know, these mm. types of, or it's just all a bit last minute and you know there's lots of uh opinions that you know i think the other thing about the people i've worked with they tend to be the more kind of auto type final cut sure. type directors you know yeah. as opposed to <clears throat> haven't haven't had so haven't uh had to do so much of the big executive committees yeah. and you know which which you hear about in other jobs which i'm sure that will come um yeah sure <laughs> yeah don't do <laughs> It means you're doing bigger work if you get <laughs> well that, that's not true either obviously but no um, i guess like yeah but as a composer it must be nice just to be able to be in a place where people trust you enough to produce what you want without having to be told oh it needs to sound a bit like this or i want you to replicate this composer or yes yeah, it's, it's probably because if I, i've managed to get in there early basically and so then you actually you're almost building the trust as you go along because i mean god it's like it's really it's really it's really hard you know you can write the greatest piece of music in the world and you can present it to someone who's you would maybe you'd think of them as being really open-minded and a good listener they might still not like it you know it's like it doesn't it's not it's not it's not necessarily the fact that we've you know we're the much maligned musos and all these people don't understand us you know that's not that's not the case there's lots of very you know brilliant minds who who hear hearing they're not hearing the music we're we're all hearing it differently but they're Mm. still you know it and so i guess it's if you have that opportunity to kind of grow it with them then you know that's that's the that's always going to be the best way, isn't it? Because you're, you're growing together. It's, yeah. it's like you can apply it to anything. Like, yeah, it's, it's a relationship, but in this case, it's, you know, you're creating your own language together. And, um, and so then, yeah, you, you can, you know, people get, maybe then get used. To, it's like, oh, that it feel your stamp feels natural to them because mm. it's their stamp too. You know, whatever you've, you know what whatever you've chosen together so when when you were um when you came out of uh, music school or whatever when you were you know entering adult adult world was it was mm. it um was it always about composing for you or or were you mostly concentrating on doing live stuff or was it just anything and everything um i actually did politics oh um, really I did, yeah i didn't do music school um, were you playing music whilst doing that? Or do you know you what? Take a I, break from music? I was actually in a cheesy covers band. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, Blair on guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, right, it was. It was. It was actually quite educational because I was having to. I was did a lot of the horn arrangements and you know. Oh, it was wow. Like, you, you're kind of hit. So uh, you're just sort of thinking things through. It was a ten piece band. It was great fun. 
um it was just like a party band so, sure so we so we could get but but yeah i i just that was uh, i got to the end of that and um i thought i'd give music a go i think when i say music a go i think i'm in my head i imagined record producer right okay but in that more traditional like you know george martin type of a way right yeah, yeah. um, um uh but i didn't really know so there was no it wasn't composition really it was like oh i don't know something so then i went and did a technology music tech course for okay nine months um and then i took a job making tea in um uh a sound studio post-production studio in soho um called grand central um which you know <laughs> I think I'd heard, I'd heard there was a cool music studio called Grand Central, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, which I think is actually in Manchester. Anyway, um, I, I <laughs> turned out that they uh, they put the sound on commercials, um, right, okay. which was lucky for me. Mm. Uh, so I, t- I turned up, started making tea. They kind of I had yeah, I had my piano training and a, and a bit of an ear. Um, the business was much looser then, you know, people would still be coming into the sound studios and not really having their music decided. It wasn't, there wasn't this crazy layering and control from all the, you know, the, so I was getting quite direct access to the ad clients, you know, oh, you need some music. Yeah. Yeah. You need some music. All right. So I'm sure. And so then I'd, I'd, uh, I'd go home, write the music overnight and come back give them the give them the tape wow. <laughs> carry on make wow carry on making carry on making carry on making the tea um yeah and or sometimes it was like oh will you just come in here and play something on the spot just here we go and that would end up on the commercial wow um, yeah it was <laughs> uh yeah it was it was a strange time i mean you know and there was there were so many smaller opportunities as well you know endless local radio campaigns you know mm. we need 10 10 different adverts with 10 different pieces of music to go whatever you know so um so how long were you doing that for um well i made tea for about six months then i copied tapes for another six months then i built a sound effects server for another six months all the while all the while yeah. doing the and then it got to a point where I was getting enough gigs that I was able to say to my boss, Look, I think I should, we could do this full time. Mm. She had had a music company at her last studio. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, we sort of, she, she kind of rebooted that company and I sort of went, became, became the in-house yeah, composer of uh, wow. of the yeah. Um, I can't I can't remember. I think it was like I got a worldwide Max Factor advert or something like that. Amazing. You know, it was it was kind of <laughs> you know it was it was, a, it was suddenly like oh right I I can buy a, I can buy a Mac now instead of <laughs> instead right. of a PC. Right, you know? sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think oh I, 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 I've made it. I think yeah. I bought I think I, I think I bought a, a JV ten eighty or something. It was pretty. It was big deal anyway. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and 
yeah and then as as you as you as you know you know it's like you get a couple of decent commercials and things change pretty fast um yeah and then i did that for quite a few years at what point did you do the uh, take your show up to Edinburgh? <laughs> That's what I'm really interested because I've only ever got a couple of sentences out of you about this. <laughs> uh, I guess that was had to come up. Really, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So what? So then I was I was chipping away. Well, that was sort of three or four years. Just yeah, absolutely. And then I went and did a master's in composition. Right. So then I did finally do some music. Uh, this was our, some. This was around. Um, I did the Edinburgh show in two thousand and five, mm-hmm. maybe. And I was just getting. There was. It was. It was definitely. There was definitely something changing at that point. I was kind of like, I can't keep going in ads. Uh, right. like, there was some. I was just. I was. It was just all a bit. Like Adland was driving me slightly bananas. I was like, I was ne- not never going to give it up because it was the only way I was funding, experimenting with everything else, records and films and what yeah. have you. But, but I knew I needed to sort of um, find a new relationship to it. So this is all around this time. Um, the one of the things, the one of the ways I did that was to go and do this composition course, uh, sort of, kind of in. Yeah, just in at the deep end, really, with mm. all these, uh, with all these. Mar- Everyone else had done a master's in composition, and I'd I'd done two hundred adverts, you know, right. with uh, on 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 uh, on my without any training other than my piano. Um, so, but the other thing I did, to sort of get it out of my system, was was the Edinburgh show, mm. Confessions of a, Confessions of a Jingle Writer, which was sort of. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't. I like, my, I like my, the idea, man. A direct, a director friend talked me into it. I don't know what happened. I was at. Yeah, so I was at a friend's birthday party, man. You, I, and, um, and they were all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Tom, play us a tune, play us a tune," you know. Um, and I was like, "Oh God, I do, really don't do that. It's just not me." <laughs> You know? I'm uh, not in a covers band anymore, guys. Yeah. I was like, I know. I'll play them. I'll play them the theme for Mr. Throat, which was <laughs> which was the re- which was the recent worldwide Strepsils advert right. I'd done. You know, <laughs> you know, it was kind of oh, now you know you're tempting me to try and remember how it went. Um, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, it was. So I, I I sold them like the the party goers all this spiel and then I played the um, theme for Mister Throat and then I think I had a couple of variations on on this and you know uh, and then played played my buddy uh, Alex Happy Birthday at the end and anyway um, yeah my my uh, director friend Hannah came up to me afterwards she was and she she had what. Well, she was regularly taking shows to Edinburgh. Right. She was like, "This would this would make the this would make a great show." Um, I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. Uh, fast forward, and uh, yeah, there I was. I did yeah, I did a run of I did every day, so I did a run of thirty shows in the. Um, oh, that is intense. In the Pleasants, uh, what was it called? Pleasants, Pleasants Beside or something. It was like a, it was a sixty seater. 
um you know there's sure. all these script but i think the average attendance for edinburgh audience is like two or it's something, something like that yeah that, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's also I, a very sought after had, area of the festival yeah. no yeah i had um i had five full houses that's and, amazing you know average turnout of 40 50 people every day you know that i think people were just really intrigued yeah, I, it was. I'd I'd have gone to see. It that was show. more like a, it was like a you know had a good time. It was four o'clock. It was sort of people oh, had nice. done or five something like that. People had done their serious drama. Yeah. I was basically giving a sort of light lecture, bit of improvisation. You know, I was like, you know, yeah. shout me out a shout me out a mood or a color. Or I'll play it for you. You know, it was like <laughs> this kind of. Well, um, you know, talking about the different whatever rip-offs I might have had to do, or I can't, I can't even, I'd have, I'll have to, I must have, I've got... Is there evidence somewhere of this? Yeah, yeah, there sure. is, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there yeah. now? Where, where, where can <laughs> where can a man like me find something like that? <laughs> For, you'd have to go and befriend my parents, I'd say. Oh, really? Um, so it's not as simple as <laughs> typing your name into no. YouTube and just trawling? I, I, I really hope not. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then you know it sort of set people up to go and do the big into the big comedy tents. Um, and sure, get, of course. Get it. So yeah, yeah, it worked out well. I, I mean, it, it was, uh, uh, but yeah, it was. So so it was that kind. It, it, I was definitely getting something out of my system. You know, it's mm. kind of wow, isn't advertising just bananas? Um, mm. And so then I came back with a sort of renewed. Uh, just a different approach to it you know i was still i sort of in i was started to be able to enjoy it for what it was sure. um and and so actually then after that the sort of second half of the noughties or whatever you call it mm. you know that was i was actually doing was that probably my you know i was deeply in the ads doing some really big campaigns but right. i wasn't so twisted up about it you were daunted all... by it i don't know yeah i just wasn't i was te- wasn't taking it so seriously whereas mm. i was taking writing music and finding finding the answer for my own career a bit more seriously sure. and, and that and that sort of has you know managed to balance from there really actually did yeah, it did it give you a bug to get on stage a lot more edinburgh or were you sick of it by <laughs> the end um that's an interesting point. I've not really thought about it as being a stage, you know, as connected to the stage mm. musical side. Um, I think it definitely took the fear out of it. Sure. My God, it's just nothing more terrifying than that, than those those gigs, you know. It's essentially people... Are, imagine doing a solo show at yeah, Edinburgh yeah, crowd. <laughs> yeah, you know, and broadly people, they're coming to, you know, they're broad, it was broadly sold, sold as comedy, you know. Right, like not sure. not stand up, but no. uh, you know, gentle laughs. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Come yes, and see you know, light for some gentle light, laughs. Light, witch in the repartee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I suppose it did take. Like I didn't, I didn't really have any issues then uh, with with performing. So may, maybe that was mm. that was big. Um, and yeah, because after yeah you know, yeah after that, I did start finding my way more into you know playing 
I suppose Piano Interrupted was the was the yes. next was the next time I was then started getting on stage. Um, but um, yeah, that would I have mean, been when we we would have met each other, I think, wouldn't yeah, we? Piano Interrupted yeah. sort of time. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. Because oh, of course, because around that time you were doing you were arranging like classical covers. Because I think I think the th- yeah. the first thing I'd seen of yours was the yeah, Daft Punk stuff. Yeah, yeah, I kind of that I, I sort of uh, it's funny I really I really thought it would have gone away by now <laughs> what well on Joe sorry, sorry. <laughs> no 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 sorry I mean as in as in the whole like sort of post-classical covers thing. oh right 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 sure um but yeah I realized now I was kind of on the vanguard of that you know it was like mm. the the daft the the daft punk cover was 2010 was it but it's definitely around the time of that remix i did for you and yeah. same with the, the paganini and you know and i thought this oh the, I, I thought it would be one of the site one of the ad cycles you know be a couple of years and it was great you know mm. i i it, it it really i enjoy it i you know enjoy the kind of intellectual challenge you know finding taking something and just uh reconsidering it you know mm. um it was uh, it was before it was only that was when people started talk using words other than remix you know right, it was like yeah. oh we rework you know and re this and re that and it was all like <laughs> we we're all we we're, were all about what what could we have re you know um yeah i believe we, yeah, we I, used uh, we used recycled because we're um, yeah ethical well, an I, ethical I bunch thought, Nice. I thought, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Because that album, of course, Canyon all, all, all yeah, profits yeah, yeah, go yeah. to Friends of the Earth. You can still, oh. that, that album's still available. <laughs> Great sale. Uh, this is where, yeah, so this is where the, 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 the web address comes up on the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought, and I thought that would last like two or three years, you know, but it hasn't really. It's just kept on going, hasn't it? You know, especially mm. in ads. It's kind of. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but, but for everyone. You know, it's kind of all, uh, and you, you could you could even uh, you know that's sort of now here we are. If you look at you look at the piano playlists, you know, it's mm. kind of there's the sort of connection. I, th- I suppose the very first John Lewis was around then, wasn't it? As of well, course, like, it would have been. Yeah. Yes. So that was sort was. of you know, um, but simultaneously the instrumental work thing was pushing through as well. And um, you mentioned piano interrupted. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was the first time we would have. Uh, met in real life because we played together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, at a venue, the Macbeth, which was a lot of fun. Macbeth, I remember. Yeah. I mean, you've done stuff on your own, obviously, but what's it like working with other people? For example, in Piano Interrupted, Flo X and Kieran Morahan. So it sort of it took it took a strange turn at the end there, but we, we can talk. <laughs> Um, but no, look, collaboration is yeah, it's one of it's for sure. It's one of my big things. Mm. Um, I find it really really creative um and is that is that not in a weird way but is that because you spent so long as a solo artist working on pieces of music by yourself that being able to work with someone else could be a a, i mean that was definitely part of the reason why i sort of sought out france actually it was almost there was definitely like i'd been doing relentless you know ads kind of you know hot house you know all this you know the kind of overnight by yourself um you know thousand decisions every minute 
done there we go um so yeah for sure that's what's that that started a bit of it It was like oh wow this is refreshing someone else is uh you know dealing with another opinion and crafting something together and um yeah i i'm not one of those kind of sort of singular producer types that it had that it's my way or the highway you know, and uh, which is part of the reason why these singular producer types make amazing music. Don't get me wrong. It's just I happen to be not not one of them. So I'm, it means I've been able to collaborate with them. You know, someone like Max Cooper, um, you know, he's got this incredible focus and vision. It's just like, um, but that you have to let a few things ride from your side. You know, if I had the same kind of, I want to go this way and they want to go that way, you know, it's like, whereas, uh, you know, I kind of happen, I enjoy weaving around. Maybe, maybe it's the same thing as when you get a, you know, doing a rework as well. You know, it's like you have them, there's something to work with and you, and I like twisting it around and, um, you know, Tomash, flow x again has this incredible uh you know uniqueness to his approach um the uninterrupted was different because me and franz were just discovering it together actually um so uh that was yeah that was definitely born out of me having a little uh you know having been as you say kieran probably doing loads of stuff on my own and um yeah just exploring something new but uh no i i really i i'm really into it you know i love you learn new stuff you know you gotta you, you gotta keep finding ways to you know it's all all, all sounds like kind of, it sounds a bit um there you know these kind of it sounds a bit catchphrasey, but it's true. You know, it's like find you got constantly finding new answers and trying to look for, you know, for fresh ways to to think about music. And in a way, it's a it's it's a less stressful way of doing it. Because if you sit there on your own trying to do that, it's it's like where how 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 am I going to make something new? You know, it's like yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you guys have you know it's like oh my god we've got to make album two or yeah. whatever you yeah. know it's like um, and when you're doing that on your own that yeah you you can do it but it, in a way. It, you, if you're with someone you can you just you can sort of mm. talk talk your way through it and you know bounce ideas and yeah i mean that it ties in perfectly of course with working with directors as well of course, and yeah you know it's um again like all the ideas of language you know you're always whether or not whether or not you're dealing with another elite musician or whether you're dealing with uh um, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you know, I was going to say a absolute singular filmmaker who mm. knows nothing, say, about music. Every single and all all the stages in between, including Kieran, um, <laughs> is, is much closer the, to the elite end than, than he likes to make out. Um, <laughs> uh, 
you know, or it's always about finding language, you know? Mm. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, well, like if we, and that, and that, that's a really exciting thing. You know, it's kind of, yeah, uh, you know, the latest, the latest project, you know, with Kieran and Ollie, it's like mm. new language. What are we doing here? You know, it's kind of, um, here, here's, here's an offering. What's going to come back? Um, that's, that's always a key moment. I think, you know, it's interesting for me. Uh, and I, I suppose what I, I find that comes quite naturally is to let the, let the stuff come back. Whereas mm. if you're, whereas if you, you need to control the situation, it's almost like, you know, you, you, you that's too much. You mm. just constantly maneuver, maneuver the piece. Whereas I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that, Oh, this is, this is gone a direction that I um, was not expecting. Cool. Let's just go with that. Sure. Where's it going to lead? You know? Um, and, and and it put a bit of that into everything. I, I think it's broadly healthy, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, because it, it stops you just going down a path that may not necessarily be the right one, but you've stuck to it mm. uh, through sheer bloody mindedness. Whereas if you're constantly bouncing ideas of people, you know, whether it's a great film director or you know Kieran Morahan uh, with his, you know, because because there's always a solution with Kieran. If it's uh, if, if it's not there in the room, he'll go out and he'll buy a new pedal, and that'll be the next solution. Yeah, <laughs> just give him a can of coke and away. <laughs> little, can, little can of coke. <laughs> Stick on the delay, mate. Well, uh, let's make this sound pretty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so other than uh, other than uh, the project that Kieran keeps calling Kieran and Friends, um, what um, <laughs> what else is on the horizon for you, Tom? Uh, lots of stuff I can't talk about. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just say it and I'll bleep it all out? There's a, f- there's a film coming up. Can't say anything about it, but let's just say the lead character is called Thor. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, I wish. I oh, wish man. We were having, I, we were having that kind of conversation. <laughs> would uh, you want? Would you? Um, would you do something like a Marvel film? Do you? Think? Yeah, God, gotcha. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, do you know what? I mean, it, part of it would totally appeal to my. The, you know, it's exactly. Yeah, it's got loads of the challenges that I get off on. You know, mm. all that kind of na- <laughs> navigate. There's a you know the musical side. That's always going to be. You can you can always find something fascinating in it. Uh, that in itself, you know, you get to access other people's Marvel themes. So mm. that would be like kind of. You get to, I'd get to play the rework game after job done. Yeah, you know, then yeah. you got you get to bring your own, try and try and force a bit of what you know, a bit of my own voice in. But then you've got the game of the next to impossible game of politics. You know, trying to manage mm. all the different people and. But yeah, I kind of, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's t- done all these things to. Yeah, hope hopefully, uh, hopefully Marvel will come along. Who knows? Thanks so much to Tom for joining us this week. Uh, I just wanted to be clear, I'm not insulting the writer of the score for Succession. I was just being glib with a mate just a, about repeating How many apologies motives. has he made this? I know. It's <laughs> a long mess of insult. But it's, I'm incorrigible. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be helped. Um, I think the theme and the score to Succession is wicked, mm, and it is. clearly has its hooks in a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily be thinking about the score to a TV show or film, which is fundamentally a good thing. Now, now that I've saved our composer, <laughs> In career, <laughs> <That apology. laughs> who is on next week's show, Stephen? Uh, next week it's Kieran and I, and we are talking to the great Katie Tavini. Woo. Mm. Uh, 
yeah, she's well already a legend of mastering. Mm, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna say that she's like the the hot thing in in mastering right now, but I think she's already just she's past it. Yeah, she's yeah. national national treasure status now. Yeah, it's not just a fashion. Uh, but you know like what what recent acts like Arlo Parks not bad Mastering 4 the Royal Philharmonic oh not bad (laughs) we are scientists and it's just yeah countless across all different genres but I mean yeah just looking at the list of records she's worked on it's it's crazy and like you know Arlo Arlo Parks I think was my favourite record of last year I think I remember rightly so she's worked with her very exciting Um, so yeah very very talented Kate Savini yeah, man. More importantly, though, let's talk about the people she hasn't worked with. <laughs> let's have some teenage fans. <laughs> I, I love that people are still sending these in. Please, please keep sending them in. Uh, we're really enjoying reading them. It's uh, never too much. Never too much. Anyway, John, uh, a hero of ours, uh, was in a noisy synth punk band called the Ryan Gosling Experience. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not opposed to that one. Yeah. No, if, <laughs> if I saw that on a poster, I think I'd be And everyone happy. wants their own Ryan Gosling Experience. Everyone dreams of that. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's unique to each person. <laughs> <I want laughs> Some days he's very busy. I once went out to a, to a club with a big group, and yeah. there was a guy there that I hadn't met before. And he looked exactly like Ryan Gosling. Ah, oh, lucky bastard. Yeah. And it was discussed before amongst the group, don't mention him that he looks like Ryan Gosling. He hates that. <laughs> Why? And I thought, oh, piss off. Did yeah, you mention it? <laughs> yes, of course I did. You're asking me to go to about 5am and not mention it. Well, they, what was his reaction? He, he did look annoyed. I think really? I ruined his whole what? night. I'm not, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Some people. Anyway, that's my Ryan Gosling related <laughs> anecdote. What's yours? <laughs> Info at codesontheclouds.net. Uh, Scott says, uh, before he was in his band Writers I've Known, Ooh, <laughs> we, okay. we were called uh, Neon Shadow. Do you get it? Uh, for <laughs> a few nice. months. But uh, I thought Writers I've Known was highly sophisticated at the time as it was taken from a Salinger book. Jerome David Salinger, born 1919, died 2010. Sorry, we were talking about Salinger earlier. We had some great misunderstandings on gig posters now that, that we've had some good ones of these so this is another hopefully recurring theme from these emails Uh, we've had waiters I've known a few times oh yeah nice Uh, but my favourite error was razors unknown (laughs) (laughs) none of them are correct that's just someone has refused to do the most basic (laughs) research into who's playing their night (laughs) just I I love honestly because we've had those where it's been like even on like shows we're headlining so we'll have our poster up and it's like big, huge poster. It says "Codes in the Clouds." It's got our faces on it. And then on the listings poster next to it, it says like "13th of August, co- Code in Cloud." Or something, something <laughs> well, completely we had wrong. we had coats, coats, coats in the clouds. That is my favourite. <laughs> coats in the clouds. But no, but no, but it's crucial. You got to remember because if it's cloudy outside, it's, it's wear your coat. Practice. Yeah, very it's, good it does make more sense yeah. than the real name. <laughs> it was just a public service <laughs> announcement poster, basically. <laughs> do we? Uh, uh, do we bring up a? Uh, the spine on our second record. Oh, oh my god. 
if you've got a copy of our second record, uh, chances are uh, it doesn't. There's an e in the word clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I like stuff. I like little things like that. Yeah, I like yeah, it. It's probably worth uh, millions now. Well, sixteen ninety nine. And finally. Uh, Mike was in a band called Bruised in Conflict. And that's just a bit of fun. So uh, no, I love these. Please <laughs> please keep emailing them in. Um, and we'll keep laughing. And bruised <laughs> because of the conflict. Uh, one would assume they were bruised in the actual conflict, <laughs> not on the way to the conflict. Yeah. Am I becoming institutionalised? Like Red in Shawshank? Because they're, they're all sounding really good to me. <laughs> <laughs> or is that because our band name's really bad? Well, oh god, this is when we're confronted with that reality. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, if we were anyone else, we'd be cracking up at our crap band. <laughs> so, thanks to everyone for sending those in, and please do send send in more. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> They're great. Right. I love it. Um, so, send them to info at codesinthecloud.net. Remember C- dot net. Couldn't, a- yeah. couldn't afford the call. Couldn't get it. Or at Codes Clouds on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, please. And I'll leave you with this, actually, this profound message, because... Uh, I always forget about this little, <laughs> this section. Well, the thing is, this should be what you... This should be the main takeaway from the... From the we, should, we should be titling the episodes, whatever I've said here, and the, the previous hour is just incidental. Uh, but, guys, just, just, just remember... That we're in, we're all in this together, right? This 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 big <laughs> this big old cr- paper crane that we're on. It does. It pisses me off. <laughs> and, because and, it's just... and just ask not what your crane can do for you, <laughs> but what you can do for your paper. <laughs> you put a lot of effort into a podcast, <laughs> and and that happens. <laughs>